I want to welcome everybody to the entertainment plug. This is <laughs> this, this this is an amazing time. I mean, obviously we've done so many videos and we've gone live, we've done shows and done different things, but this is a relaunching. Like this is the official relaunching. So even in the midst of the shows that we've done, we've been planning for this for really a few months now to really get this out there. Uh, we've revamped the location, so everything is actually up and running, and we are happy to bring in here for our, our first official guest since we are going live, Miss Coco. Hey, wow. how y'all doing? Y'all good? Some <laughs> of these carbs on the table, that's the devil. <laughs> that's the devil. It's, it's funny you say that because I'm sitting here looking at them like I want some so I'm in the gym so much that it would be pointless for me to do this stuff now, but I want it so bad. When black people won't eat free donuts. <laughs> I mean, I mean, they look good. That's okay. But you know, I don't have my exercise. Everyone so, listening, if you choose to bring donuts or carbohydrates, <laughs> Daryl and I, yes. after we have our fun in the corner, we will definitely ingest them. Oh, yeah. No problem. Yeah, get it done. Make it happen. Yeah, yeah, like it's one for me. So I, I think this is really, really cool. Um, but for a lot of the people who don't necessarily know like the full history, you were here. Well, you come here all the time. Yeah, come once a year. Once a year. So I think that's dope. But two years ago, you were here. Yeah. Improv, and yeah. And you came in. You did my show uh -huh. at that point, and it was such an amazing experience that you Thank know, you. obviously with you being. Now, yeah, and that's what we I said, I gotta get you back on the show. Oh, so thank, thank you. you so, so much. You're welcome to your studio audience and stuff. Uh, right. it's the, 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 the funny thing about black people, too, which everybody knows, is we don't be on time for shit. No, so, no, it's yeah. it, 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 people text me all the time. We were just starting yesterday. It's like they, they, they've been texting me all morning and all yesterday, like, we're coming, we're coming, we're coming, and ain't nobody here yet. Okay, but, okay. But I think it's amazing. I really, really appreciate you. Like, Thank you. What's your experience been like here so far? Like, obviously, you performed yesterday. Yeah, um, I've been here since Thursday. I mean, I, I love Cleveland. The crowds, they, they, they support, they come out to laugh. Um, they, they don't realize how much they get out of me. You right. know, because they give me so much energy back, it makes me create on the spot. It yes. makes me uh, step outside of my box to give them more. So, you know, Cleveland is one of those crowds that they don't realize they're getting so much more purple brown than other crowds because I'm able to create, I've, I've created so much new material in Cleveland. You know, stuff that I may not have put in front of other crowds, I know I can put in front of them. Yes, people here mm. are insane. But it's but it's people need to laugh. Everybody needs to laugh. You know, there's no pretentiousness, and people are uptight. You know what I'm saying? They come to release the bull. They come to laugh. You know, and it shows. You know, so it's like every time I come here, I take my sets because I always stumble on like three or four new jokes. <laughs> you know, so it works. It works. You know. But I think the love that they give you is because of how good you are, though. Because they'll give you the blues if, if I heard they do boo people. Oh, hell yeah. I have heard they have booed some people. And yeah. my husband and I booed some slow people in karaoke. And I told the lady, uh, I told the lady, you can't bring people into a public forum. Hey, man, I don't want to teach. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't actually, everybody 
the same. Slow, fast, little kids. It don't matter. The bottom line is, they was up there in a public forum. You start singing, you suck. Now, in our defense, in our defense, we didn't know they were slow when we booted. But then the lady comes over and she's like, they're from a group home up the street. I said, what the fuck you bring them here for? Because they need to release too. So if they want to release, if I get up there and I suck, they see a big elephant and stuff, they need to get that out. If I'm terrible, you can boo me. But I'm saying, how you gonna boo somebody slow though? They boo Rain Man. Wow. But um, 
James and I have known each other since I was three and he was four. We went to we went all through school together. I have that has always been my political affiliation. Always, it always has been. That's in the crazy always. That's right. Wow. <laughs> Hell, I was the only goth kid in our high school. Yeah. 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 And we went to an old black high school. You were the only what? Goth kid. You were a goth kid. I wore a black trench coat, spike jewelry. Yeah. Crazy. See, in our world, that's not golf. That's S and M. You was out your time, you know. Goth kid. We put we put a little bit of her like she golf. Well, I, can, I, can, I can bring you one of the deals. 
plays, yeah, for sure. Like, TV, 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 you know, but don't worry, after this, like five or six people are gonna ask us if we can bring you like a fucking cookout or something. I mean, it's like, you know, I just I just look at the I had to possibly give up a portion of my career, but my career has only slowed down in theory. You know what I'm saying? Yes, I may not be a series regular on a show right now, but I am on a show. Woohoo! Now I'm on one on Fox. Nice. But um, I'm working steadily stand up wise. I'm, I'm on the East Coast now where I can hop in my car and go make my mortgage money. You know what I'm saying? Where in LA, I can go on a plane with Right. You know what I'm saying? Um, I'm able to hop on a plane and be to my parents in that hour. Right. Whereas it took me sometimes four, five, six, seven, eight hours to get to them. Um, I've got family down there, the community I have, the village I have. It's just, it was worth the sacrifice, right. you know, and I know that God wouldn't have brought me here if it wasn't meant for me to give that life to my son. And I have peace of mind in Atlanta. You know, in LA, you survive. Yeah. In Atlanta, I can strive. It's a difference. I can take two weeks, three weeks off, a month off in Atlanta, and I don't feel like I'm about to lose everything I have. You take a week off in, in L.A., you will build. True story. You will build yeah, no money coming that. in L.A. I know. You know, my mortgage for a 5,000 square foot house was the exact same amount for a two-bedroom, 900 square foot apartment in, in L.A. So it's it's, it's it's like you just the sacrifice it is. But, you know, mama can get on a plane and go to L.A. and work. She does when she goes to do Fox, you know, to go do 911. You know, I do auditions all the time. But, like I said, I had to look at the, look, what I had to give up or what I gained, and it just is better for like how? Oh, I'm sorry. No, I, I think it's okay. How did you balance it all? You know, obviously with motherhood and touring, uh, doing a comedy show. Oh, it's, it's the village. I have an amazing nanny. I have I have two amazing assistants. Uh, one doubles as my assistant and my stylist, and pretty much keeper of my sanity on a number of occasions. <laughs> Um, you know, I have so many people that, uh, like my neighbors, my neighbors, two of them are retired. It's a married couple, it's two married couples, they're both retired. And I know that at the last minute, I've got to bounce. I know I can call one of them and they'll watch my kid. They have keys in my home. You know what I'm saying? Because I, you know, I can knock on their door anytime. It's like they watch my house when I'm on the road. Anybody messing with my career, I can go off six months. Anybody messing with my career, right? They show the poor child. And, and with their little bit, Julep looking at my uh, Trash man was late today, baby. I'm like, oh, who's that? I love nosy black people to that degree. You know? We had a neighbor, uh, we, and because that living here, we understand that sense of community. Yeah. You exactly. know, I had a neighbor who lived next door to me. She had a great garden. I'd wake up in the morning, it was like a basket of vegetables on the back mm -hmm. porch. And, uh, she was just awesome. You know, she knew I worked late. She'd bring dinner. And I was yeah. like, I brought dinner for your husband. Yes. And what's funny is you want to talk about a nosy neighbor. The apron of our driveway was messed up. Her husband was like, oh, that's because 30 years ago, when they made this a uh, four-lane road, they messed all the pipes up and put them in wrong. We got pictures. And they went to the city and they fixed all the aprons down the Yeah, street. I mean, you're say it, but that's, that's what I love about, you know, that community. It's like... And what hit me and made me realize I personally didn't want to raise my son in LA is when this woman in the apartment complex we lived in died and no one found her body for two months. Oh my God. And I'm like, how the hell do you not know your neighbor's not coming out of her house? How do you not know that your neighbor is dead? You know what I'm saying? And that just hit me. Like, I don't like that. I don't like that 
you know, go about my business, don't care about my fellow men. Right. At least in Georgia. And don't get me wrong, you got self-righteous, pretentious, selfish people everywhere. everywhere. But where I am and where God, you know, decided to place me, it is such a community. You know what I'm saying? If I gotta run to the store, my kid ain't gotta be in the house by myself. I can say, run well, over to Mr. and Mrs. Cox. And I'll say, hey girl, you watching for me? Yeah, girl, I gotta know what the I know I wouldn't have that in LA. Right. And when I did, it was a few people with my baby. I had to pay most of the people. You know what I'm saying? I had a few that I could do that with. But a lot of them were like, ooh, girl, I'm busy. Ooh, girl, I can't help you. You know, I just didn't have that community. And it's like, and maybe if I stayed, I made myself have that community. But I feel like God moved me. But sometimes even like staying and trying to force it, sometimes it just really don't. No, like, not at all. Like, yeah, sometimes all. I just don't really do the trick. I can leave out of my house and go on the road to go film 911 for two and a half weeks and not worry about the safety of my child. And that's that, that peace of mind to me is priceless. Have you ever met anybody that's actually from LA? They're horrible. They're horrible. So you got them out of there just in time. I got friends that are born and raised in LA. And it, okay, I will say there's a slight tad of entitlement. <laughs> <laughs> wow. There is a slight tad of entitlement thing. Um, I realize it is very different from the ones who grew up north of Wilshire yeah. and the ones who grew up south of Wilshire. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? I realized that northern California and southern, southern California could be two different planets. That is true. Two different planets I in guess. terms of the way people think. I was a DJ in K Rock LA and being from here yeah. and going, like spending some time in New York and then coming here, coming back home and then going back there. Oh my God, it was like complete and total culture shock. I wore black every day. I hated everybody. I played anti-Los Angeles yeah, I mean, music that's all so crazy. Time. I, I don't think it was that bad because I was there for a purpose. <laughs> yeah. I think my biggest problem was I didn't put my roots in because I didn't feel I was going to be there. I knew it in my spirit because I know where I come from. You know, I'm a Southern girl. I knew where I from? Virginia. Okay. So, you know, I knew how to make business before I knew how to make my own name. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, it's like, um, I always knew that if I had children, I wanted to give them a piece of the life I had. You know what I'm saying? I was able to play outside past dark. Right. You know what I'm saying? Catch lightning bugs. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I didn't want my son to be stuck in an apartment. You know, I could, when we lived in, in, in Burbank, I couldn't let my child go outside and play by himself. Hell no, my child likes to too Mexican. <laughs> and then my child crossed the damn board. Yeah, you know, don't want to pick him up. They always snatch some damn kid out there, you know, trying to get across the board. Ain't got no Baby, sorry, let me sound crazy. That's some real shit, right? I said, my child can play outside, and I know Miss Elba ain't let nobody touch my damn child. I see the baby. I see the baby. Hey, girl, I see the baby. What was the lady's name on Bewitched? Um, what was her name? I know each other. The Kravitz. Yeah. So, yeah, we used to do that. Pull lights off lightning bugs, play in front of the house. I mean, I could even be the porch. She didn't come to my house because my mom was yeah. Oh, wow. I see, my parents had a big old yard. We had four dogs. My dad was old country boy. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? We'd be out there. So we out with a night. <laughs> Your mom would let you go. We had two ones. My mom was still like, I let the other porch. She was outside. No, my mom was really about letting me spend the night at people's house. Oh, yeah, we she was real weird about it. Everyone yeah. spent the night at our house. Right. But that, was no my mom. that was yeah. my mom. She was very leery. I don't know about letting me spend the night at other people's houses. They could always be in mine. And it didn't help that 
I don't know, for some reason, like, it would be time to go to bed, and I would just start freaking out. Dude, I don't want to be here anymore. Oh, she got sick and coming to pick me up at 2 o'clock in the morning, really? so you ain't going nowhere anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so,
Peter McGuire on my IG. And it became such a hit that everybody was like, girl, you need your own show. You know, if you've learned nothing else in this business in the last decade, where you want Hollywood to give you Jack and you don't have three million followers, it's useless. So you have to do it yourself. You have to create your own platform. So when I decided to go with the podcast, it just kind of fell in my lap when my little girl was working at this one studio. She had a podcast. Um, the lady that owned the studio was like, oh my God, if Coco Brown would do one, I'd be so thrilled. I'm like, well, yeah, I want to do one. She gave me an amazing price to do it. Um, I, you know, got put together my crew of people. And we've been having a ball for the last three months. It's a platform where I can be free to be me. Everybody on my show is there for the purpose of building their brand. Brands have all increased. Their numbers have increased. We're having a good time. And apparently we're making some waves because my girl Tiffany Haddish called in on the Wells last week and spent an hour and a half on the show having a good time with us. That's the chick on the Lowry's bottle, right? Yeah, and Tiffany, uh -huh. yeah, yeah, my girl yeah. Trip, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so that's my girl. I've known her, and I, and I love her because money's not going to change. Her tip going to be tip. She's hilarious. And that's wonderful. I love that. She's going to keep her soul. Keep your soul with three stacks. Keep your soul. But I just feel like um, it was just gave me a platform to get out. I can be serious. Sometimes you just can't be serious as a stand-up comic. You, you get too deep and you lose your whole audience. But on my podcast, I'm able to talk about issues that matter to me. I can be unfiltered. I, I don't have to worry about being funny. I'm able to have other people's opinions. I mean, everybody on my show is from a different background. As per se. You know what I'm saying? I have representative for the for the gays. You know what I'm saying? I have the thugs out there. I told you we need the boys. You know what I'm saying? The former, I told you the Crips, the Bloods. I got oh. them on the show representing. You know what I'm saying? You know, I, I can't relate to the Nipsey Hussle struggle, but he could. He's a crap, you know what I'm saying? Then I've got, you know, the young married brother that's just trying to keep his marriage intact. You know what I'm saying? And then I've got the older black woman who's Amaya Angelou on the show that follows the silver line and everything. <laughs> and she rises. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. She rises. And she rises. She so, rises. I don't know who that is. But um, real talk, it's like, um, I, I, it just gives me, I love it. And like I said, I built following. I mean, I had a following, but I'm not even doing it for now. Right. It's really kind of therapy for me. But it's a lot but of followers on you. It is. You know, I'm blessed. We, we really increased. And if you guys are listening, please go subscribe to my YouTube channel. It's Coca Brown, C-O-C-O-A Brown, the number four light. We're every Monday night from 10 p.m. to 12 a.m., the Coca Brown show. You know what I'm saying? We're grown folks come to cash the tea and sip the tea. Right. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, please, you know, subscribe and, uh, you know, come subscribe and just show him that. Catch up. There's, there's, God, there's 15 episodes already up now. Yeah, okay. So go check check them out, you know, and see what you've been missing. And maybe tune in every Monday night from now on. We are going to be taking a hiatus for June and July and come back in August. Okay. And that's really personal for me because my son's out of school and that's mommy and son time. We're on vacation. We're doing our thing. And I don't want to be obligated to a show for those months. But once he goes back to school, we'll be back in August. That's awesome. I think it's cool. It's something different. It's, it's not what you're seeing with, I guess, all of the typical podcasts. Yeah. It's something different. You get different topics. And that really was the idea behind what we're doing and what we revamped into. Yeah. Is, you know, obviously bring people on and talk about their platform and things that they have happening, but then also kind of touch on other different things that are happening within the community. Absolutely. I mean, we've had everything you know, from, you know, uh, legendary R&B singers on the show. 
We've had uh, couples who are writing books and doing podcasts on being black couples, young black couples out here trying to make, you know, keep their relationship intact and stuff like that. I've had Dr. Sherry, who is therapist to the stars. She's, she's, she's my therapist, Portia Williams therapist, Major Park therapist. Like she's she's and she's the bomb. She's the truth. And I'm not just saying it because she's my therapist, but I've been to many of therapists. And no one has ever been able to tap into that inner part of me to make me really pull myself inside out and see myself and, and fix myself. So I shout out to Dr. Sherry. I went once. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. I wonder why. I wonder why. You know, yeah, I mean, we've had everything. We've had fitness trainers. We just passed week, man. We had three women who were survivors of abuse, rape, molestation, and they wrote this book called Got a Story to Tell. And that first hour of the show was so deep, so raw, that, you know, when you make a thug, like there's a rapper on my show called IMC Grades, and like he's a straight, like, trust. You know what I'm saying? He Nino. He Nino. Okay. And even he was like on the verge of tears, listening to these women's stories and what they've been through and how they've survived. And then they turn around in the next hour and make everybody laugh. You know what I'm saying? That's what I love. You know what I'm saying? That we're just not one note. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just, you know, I'm not up there bashing men for two hours. I'm not up there bashing women for two hours. I'm actually like, you know, let's let's talk about like my homeboy Emily Nails. You know, let's talk about what's real. You know what I'm saying? He's coming back because he was such an amazing co-host and he's coming back this Monday. You know what I'm saying? Because he's one of those brothers that he took he ripped the band-aid off. You know what I'm saying? He's like Michael Bay's on steroids. I can appreciate, <laughs> I can appreciate that. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know, I like that we give people and they I don't have to be the center of attention. I don't mind sharing my platform. Right. You know what I'm saying? My platform is secure. People know Coco Brown. They know she's one funny mom. They know she's a grown ass woman. They know what they're going to get when they come see me. But it's my way of making sure that, hey, you know, my platform is big enough for a couple of y'all to stand on, but I'm very select on who I put on my platform. So how is it therapeutic to you? Because... Like I said, when there, there have been weeks that I've been going through something, and there's no way I could put that on stage in a funny way. Yeah. And I can, when John Singleton passed away, there was no way I could go on stage and make a joke. I'm high. That man changed my life. I wouldn't be on 911 right now if it wasn't for John Singleton. But that show gave me the opportunity to go up there and be very raw and unfiltered and express my love and appreciation and respect for that man. Whereas on a stage and a microphone, you know, I got to make you laugh every 15 seconds. Right. I ain't trying to make you laugh right now. This is some real shit that's hurting me. So um, that's what I love. It's therapeutic for me because there are things that I go through and I may eventually turn into a joke, but at that very moment it's too raw and I can go on that show and it out. Gotcha. So when it lets so let's talk about some current events. Oh Lord. So <laughs> women have been going nuts about what Steph Curry's wife said. And here's my thing. When they were here for the finals, okay, everybody knows that Clevelanders hate him because we destroyed our uh, destroyed our basketball shit. We don't like it. Okay. So when they were here for the finals, mm -hmm. they were incredibly rude to Clevelanders. People who wanted to autographs, the ones who were actually fucking with him, trying to be cool, they would refuse. And his wife just really? had yes, and his wife had the stink face the entire time she was walking around. <laughs> so my response to the shit was this: Why is everybody mad at her? Okay, her face is good. I mean, I got a round face, but hers is not as attractive as mine. You know what I'm saying? Her shit is a little fucked up, oh, and it ain't our fault. 
First of all, be mad at her. Be mad at her because she married this little sorry ass glowworm looking nigga. Be mad at her for that. Be mad at her because she's a rude bitch. Don't be mad at her because she ain't shit and she knows she ain't shit. Don't be mad at her for that. And and just so everyone knows, the entertainment plug is not responsible for the thoughts and opinions of me. I said, fuck, I want to say it. If she don't like it, tell her to call. She was very rude to me. I waited on them. Very nasty. Very nasty. And it shouldn't take them. They can keep all of them. <laughs> okay, I'll bet you the one of them. Yeah. Let me just put you that shit out there. You ain't missing no You ain't missing no But I look at it like this. I find it ironic that they jumped down Aisha's throat because of who she is. But had I said the same thing about a man, I would have because I'm a comic, they would have already taken it for a joke. Absolutely. And not with this way, with them. And would have felt sympathy for him. But, or they would have been no like, oh, my friends is there. She's funny as shit. Right. Because Aisha said it, you know, all of a sudden, you know, we got to jump on this bandwagon. Let me tell you something. What she said, everyone, I think, missed the damn point. Yeah. Okay. She what she was saying to me, how I took it, is that these women have no proof, no respect for themselves, no respect for other women, that I will slide in and throw my ass at a married man and don't give a damn about how I look. Whereas men, I believe that they respect another dude as men do respect Steph Curry. They are not going to step to his wife out of respect for him. It's not you, boo boo, that they don't find you attractive. They respect your damn husband. Anytime you and your boys are together and one of your boys hollering at your woman, it ain't about her being loose, it's about they don't respect your ass on what. I don't see, I can partially agree with that, but as someone who's been married for a long time, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how many times I've been somewhere and hey, what's up? Oh, I'm married. He ain't here. Like, it, people don't think that moniker of respect does not exist with lots of people. Well, it's a light skin thing, too. It could be. It could be. It's a light skin thing. I've been on stage last night. That's some light skin privilege shit. Yeah, they Because light skin girls are so used to being sweating. Just being like, I'm going to be a boss at your ass now, bitch. Bro, nigga, I'm not sweating the little yellow red bones. They get shook. They get shook. They don't know what to do. I said, whereas me, as a brown skin woman, as you as a brown skin woman, if I had me a nigga making millions, bringing home championship trophies, I would never be on my feet. I'd be on my knees with my mouth over 24 seconds. How about And I wouldn't give a damn if it got shot. Like, that's like Beyonce worrying about somebody hollering at her. You got Jay Z. That's like Jay Z talking about I need I need bitches to be on me. You got Beyonce. What do you want from Beyonce, bro? Die. Ain't nowhere to go from Beyonce. But damn, it's like being with Jesus and saying, you know what, I'm gonna go mess with Isaac. <laughs> change, your face can change, your hair can change. I'm loving you beyond that. If you're just loving when people bounce because a woman gained weight, cut her hair, got a stretch mark or two, 
That means he was in love with her physically. Girl, I'm He never it. connected with her on a deeper level. That's just my personal. If I need to restyle my wig, I will take it off and put it on my husband's head. Well, you got a white man. That's different. That was not, I guess. I wouldn't know. Black brother, I brothers, have no experience. brothers are too vain. I have no experience. They don't ever want to see wow. the before. They I don't want to see the after. White boys are fashion with that shit. Like, you can, you can put the lashes on and change your whole No, wait. Check this out. We used to have a joke in our house because I was never, ever ready when we got there. <laughs> and I was trying to finish my hair really quickly. So try right, to put it right, quickly right. where it goes in a circle. Steve could close the top of your Five minutes and it's fucking I am like, oh, wait a minute. He talked about you with the car going away here. I said, well, I'm going to try to hold up, but you so shut that shit down. That's what we got to call my wife. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good morning. He just got to go. He shut that shit down. Like, you don't even think about hollering at me. I'm going to wrap it up. I said, shit. Right. Okay, I like that. Yeah, I ain't know it was you. Right. Goddamn, it's totally me. You see? Yeah. He's masochistic. <laughs> but, um, you know, <laughs> but I, I just, but that's beautiful. What woman doesn't want her man to claim that? Nice to her. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, I think the biggest problem we have is a lot of us get, we are in a relationship or we're married when we leave that person's side. We get amnesia. You know what I'm saying? And then, you know, just from my personal experience, and, and mind you, I'm not saying this as a bitter black woman. I'm not saying this from my assumptions. This is shit I have been privy to witness because I am fortunately that type of chick that can hang around a bunch of dudes and they forget I'm there. Yeah. And not in a bad way. You're like, like I'm on a track or something. It's just I'm so damn cool that they forget that they breaking God code saying the shit they saying around me. <laughs> so I be getting mad information. That's your That's sick, isn't it? And the way they did it, and I'm going to tell you something, real talk, you know, my homeboy even said this, and he's right. He said, when dudes get around each other, they're not talking about their women. They're talking about sports. They're talking about, you know, if they do talk about their woman, they're not talking about their girl. They talk about their side pieces. Right. The, the, the real women, the, the, the main chick is off limits. But we'll talk about these fat ass hoes we mess with. Right. I've been privy to be sitting there going, y'all forgot I was here, huh? Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taking all that shit in. Yeah. So I get it. I think, you know, a lot of people don't, that nobody takes commitment serious anymore. You know what I'm saying? I mean, when I when I posted something the other day about how all dudes now do is text you. So that one dude who steps up and actually makes the plan, asks you out, takes you out, that's the dude that's going to get you. And the dude that kept texting for six months don't realize how you just left him. Motherfucker, we ain't in a relationship our phones did. You was going with my phone. Right. You was going with my phone. You was going with my phone. I don't even know you. Exactly. So it's like they don't get it. And in mind, you mean, even the young ones, ain't nobody guiding them. They lost. I could not date right now. But them old dudes doing that shit, they're the ones I want to punch in there. bad hair. Because somebody, <laughs> you got to go Child, I'm gonna treat you like a child. Hey man, I'm just telling you, you know, 
You keep doing the same, the definition of being crazy is when you keep doing the same shit over and over again and expect a different Well, you gotta stand something with men, honey. Once they get away with it once, they will run with it like it's the first thing. Oh, no, I'm, I'm, talking about, I'm talking about the bitches. Start a revolution. Go find you somebody else. You know what I'm saying? Maybe an Indian guy would be nice to you. I mean, I don't necessarily. Well, don't get me wrong, bro. I'm very open to stepping outside my race at this point. I love that. I love that. I love that. You married to a white man, it's different. Joe Biden said that. Joe Biden said that. All my friends married to white men, we don't have these conversations. Jeremy is the fucking out. Noah? Wait a minute, And I'm like, that's your issue, bitch? You got a man want to buy you a car and you can have a cigarette? That's the longest lasting car on the planet. Hey, bitch, you, look, we can come back in 2025 and that car will still be running. Like, but that's your issue? I'm not seeing what you're talking about. He's not consistent. I'm not talking to them about he's inconsiderate. I'm not sitting around with them talking about he doesn't take care of his business and the lights are almost off. And you know, it, the one thing I will tell you about white men that I've noticed, if they do got a sad bitch, that bitch so far removed from you, they never bring that dirt home. If he had a side bitch, she was a He had a side bitch cross town for 40 years and you didn't know. Yeah. Because they never disrespect the queen. See, brothers that got so sloppy, they don't mind bringing that dirt home and then they think it's cute. When they can't pay the bitches, when you got your phone, man. Can you stay here? Yeah, fuck that. No. I know somebody doing that shit I right now. I hate to say I'm being real right, right now. Right now. All my friends married to non-black men, their issues are very different. I gotta tell they you. They are not the shit I'm dealing with. No, like a girl was saying to me, because I work a lot, and she's like, I mean, you out till 6 o'clock in the morning. You don't know what your husband is, where your husband is, what he's doing. I said, see, that's, that's, that's the and I said, mm-hmm. yeah, I do. He's at home either watching alien videos on YouTube, Ooh, you playing his know. guitar, or, oh, yeah, conspiracy theory freak. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> and my main complaint is, wow. God damn, I wish you would stop playing this guitar so much. I'm trying to fucking watch Special Victim Unit. And then he gets mad at me because I feel like. Well, you married a white boy. White boy. <laughs> you ain't married no Tommy from Power. Oh, yeah. oh, <laughs> you got you a white boy. Oh, yeah. white boy. Because you got you a brand new. Because what the fuck am I crossing over? You got a man in your pants. To some of the most basic non black men. Because, well, chicks dig tall, skinny, pale dudes. Oh, I have to say all that right now. Pale dudes. I don't know why. Are you like a, you like a chunky one? I, no, chunky. I just, I, mm, mm, I don't need you to be a serial killer. No. Hey, man. I know serial killer. I don't want to scrap a duck in school. He's and like, like, you got the gun! No, I don't know what he does. I'm sorry. Y'all make no Marquise out here. Serial killers from here, they both black. One of them, one of them went to school with us. Yep. He was my weed man. I called.
called him the day he got arrested. The chicks in the house. Yes. Yep. I know right, him right, personally. Right. I'm actually writing a documentary about the real Cleveland Three because we had the Hispanic guy here who had the three bitches in his house for ten fucking years. His parents lived around the corner looking for their kids for years. They were locked up in his house, and you know that's the one where the guy Charles Ramsey helped the girl get out the house. No, we experienced with this dude. Right. Yeah. Then uh, Anthony Solo. Anthony Solo got away with killing, what was it, like 13 or 14 women? But because they were crackheads, he literally was about to kill a crackhead. She jumped out of a second story window and naked down to the ground, running to the street. The cops did not arrest him because she was a crackhead and they didn't believe her. And he killed six more women after that. Yeah, insane. Very, very, very black from the same neighborhood as us even. And then Michael Madison, also from East Cleveland, <laughs> the blackest neighborhood in Cleveland. He was our he was our weed guy. He used to walk up to our house, have drinks with us. He helped my husband put the kids' beds together. He brings his kids to the house. You got still kidding in your house? As our friend, like kicking it, hanging out. She went to his house with me one time. We had to use the bathroom. We going to buy weed. Yeah, man. So, the male lady, this is hilarious. So the male lady is at the cable company where he lived. And the, and the cable guy found the body. So the male lady showing pictures to everybody. And our neighbor saw us and was like, dude, they found like two bodies behind the cable company. I'm like, oh shit, my friend lives there. Let me call him. He's okay. So I called him. I'm like, dude, they said they found bodies behind the cable company. He's like, yeah, I know, man. I was up. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'll call you later. They're gonna get a snack after work. And I call, go to call them after work. And my mom's like, like, yeah, uh, Michael Madison just got arrested for being a serial killer. And, and God forgive me. So my first thought was not, damn, he didn't kill all these bitches. It's like, where am I gonna get weed from now? Like, my weed guy's in jail. What am I gonna do? But I found some more, and then it was cool, and then I was like, really concerned about it. <laughs> you know, I was concerned about it, and we even went to like abandoned houses and tried oh, to look for more bodies to help out because we felt bad that we had been harboring a serial killer for like three years. Bruh, not with this shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, this shit got me about to go find some cocaine and see. Like, I'll look at it. I got you now, bitch. sister, daughter, friend. Um, some people have to keep that, that persona on all the time. And I'm not her. I could, that's why I think I confuse a lot of men because they meet me as COVID and then like, who the fuck is this? <laughs> but I'm like, COVID is a persona. She's a personality. She's what I put on to get paid, dude. Yeah, there are pieces of Farrah in there, but when I come home, I'm Farrah. And everybody's like, I don't know who you are. <laughs> Get to know me then, motherfuckers. <laughs> Stop with the good morning text and call me, guys. <laughs> <laughs> do, you, do, you find it, do you find it difficult, like, when you go out with your son mm -hmm. and you're doing stuff and, mm -hmm. 
like, do you find that people, they, they kind of want that Coco Brown side? They do, they do, they do, and they, especially when they recognize me a lot. It used to be like when he was a baby baby, they, they wouldn't really approach him, but now that he's older, they roll up on both of us. And my son, he getting frustrated, like, he did something a few months back. It was so funny, but it was so disrespectful, I had to have a conversation with him. We in the store, and I guess he gets tired of coming to me and asking me for a picture and wanting to hug me, whatever. So the lady came up and she said, excuse me, are you and my child turned around? Yes, sir, you want a picture? <laughs> <laughs> I was so done. I was like, he's going to make a great body. I'm so sorry. He said, yeah, that's her. You want a picture? And I said, oh my God, oh my God. Oh my God. He shares enough of you. I laughed on the inside. The mama was like, don't speak to going up that way. But the partner was like, thank you, boy. Right. <laughs> he gets tired of it sometimes. He wants his mama to himself. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Can't so for that. Um, it is what it is. You know, but uh, most people are respectful. You know, they don't bum rush you. They'll kind of stand up, you know, kind of wave until I acknowledge them, and then when I acknowledge them, they come running. <laughs> you know. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I love my fans. I do. But you know, respect my space, especially with my children. Right. Right. Yeah. For sure. Carl Weathers doesn't like to be called Apollo Creed in case anybody wants to. But that's yeah. his most iconic character. So, right. So when you roll up on him, oh, I remember you from Action Jackson. Exactly. Or the other guy. Exactly. Nobody remembers you from Action Jackson. So I roll up on him. I'm like, oh shit. You Apollo Creed, bro. That's exactly what I did. I'm like, oh shit, it's Apollo Creed. He's like, no. I played Apollo Creed. I'm Carl Weathers. And I think what cheese him off was I went, yeah. She's a nurturer. She's, she's a caretaker. Um, but um, it, it's the time on that set. I, I have to have a come to Jesus moment. Like, Heather, you belong here. You belong here. You earned this spot. I'm like, you might take that from me. No. I mean, you've done so much. I mean, you look at stuff like 
people versus people. Okay, which Johnson you've gotten before? Yeah. And that's what led to 911. Oh, wow. Logan had the only choice for Johnson to He had the police versus Johnson. I'm going to give you something, something throwback that I, after I saw your picture, I really liked you were on because I have a knack okay. for the unknown face when it's unknown. Okay. You run a young restaurant. Oh my God, yes. <laughs> that was one of my first TV gigs when I moved to LA. Oh yeah, you run the young And I was in the restaurants. I played one of the uh, people that worked in the community center when they sent a sticker there and he got in trouble. Because I kept thinking like, Man, she looks familiar. She looks familiar. And then when I went back, I'm like, holy shit, she was on the young direct. I swear, like, there's a the guy from the he was on the Sopranos. Um, what the hell is his real name? James Gandolfini. No, he played Christopher Moltisanti. Oh, um, <laughs> damn, Stephen, what's his name? Christopher Moltisanti. What's his real name? Michael Imperioli. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, most people don't know that Michael Imperioli was actually employed by Spike Lee for a long time. Yeah, of course. He was a reporter in Melbourne X. He was the guy who got his guts ripped out in dead presidents. Um, then he stabs yeah. with a needle and kills him. Yeah. yeah, that's totally him. Like, that's like the random ass shit yeah. that I always, I'll see somebody and be like, oh my god, that's so sad. From episode 14. Oh, and don't be on special victim, Jimmy. I've seen all of them. I know everything that happened. <laughs> I can say that I had a baby guest because I haven't been a guest star on SCU. <laughs> oh my god! Nobody has made it. Okay. It's been on SCU. Oh my god! I'm saying, give me on SCU oh so god. I can make it. Everybody. Everybody's been on SCU has made it. Why are you on SCU? Because it seems like you look at it. Viola Davis, Viola Davis, we did go through all of the people that's been on SCU. They're gonna do big. I couldn't be on the show. No. I would go for blood. They would right. for me. No. They would 
baby come for me, and baby, you got the machine gun. And the I mean, you got That's everyday life. That's everyday life for me. Like, it's funny. People say, like, oh, so you just act like I'm like, no, y'all y'all play assholes on TV. This is real life. This is me all the time. Yeah, I, don't, I, I got approached about having a reality show, and unfortunately it fizzled because the people I was going to do it with showed me their true colors before I signed a contract. Thank you, Jesus. Because I want to call a case on tape. But. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And um, it was such a great experience, but it taught me so much. Being on the other side of the camera, not just in front of it, and seeing the intricate workings of production and seeing how it worked, it just opened my eyes. And it also let me know I can do this. It gave me a confidence booster that I needed, that I can go ahead and produce my own stuff. I don't have to keep waiting on someone in Hollywood to give me a great code and key. I can do it my damn self. What do you feel like it's done for your career now that you've worn an executive producer? We'll see. We'll see. I mean, right now, it gave me a confidence booster. Yeah. That's what it did for me personally. But my career, we'll see. When it comes out later, later part of this year, we'll see. Maybe she'll make your special week. I mean, can I get on SVU, please? Can she be on SVU? I need to know somebody on that damn show. I need, I need it. If somebody, please put me on SVU. Please. I mean, they let two chains be on it. Fake cop. I don't be, you can be the body. <laughs> the body. I'll be the body on this. Look, 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 look
For those of you who don't know, Bobby is at the beginning of the episode, and it lets everybody know what's going to happen for the rest of the time. Well, for better or worse, they never coming back. I don't know why y'all keep asking me that. For better or worse, they never coming back. Never. Ever.
I have friends. Uh, well, sure, if that's the case, every black person out there is motherfucking illegal because we got brought here against something. Not true. Not true. We are not illegal. They brought us here. That's like me saying. They didn't give us citizenship until we fell for that shit. That's like me. We was illegal like a motherfucker in this bitch until about 1958. That's like me saying that my dog doesn't have any rights. It's the same thing. Like the dog didn't have any rights. But they're property. I. I get it, but you know, ain't no Mexican fuck with me when I live in LA. <laughs> I appreciated the oranges. I appreciated they stole the socks mine. and the ice water. They stole mine. They I stole shit off my street. I appreciated getting my grass cut for sixty-five dollars. I appreciated all this shit. I appreciated going to the and move my whole house for forty dollars. I promise you, there is no hate in my heart for Lupe. <laughs> Lupe was the best copy of Manny I ever had. Mine okay. She got paperwork. If she got paperwork, we cool. If she ain't got no paperwork, she better get her linen stealing ass the fuck on the body. Because they stole you like her because they sold you cheap fruit. They didn't steal your fruit. They stole my shit. Okay? God damn it. Whatever. So you losing battle, honey. Oh yeah. That's a losing battle. So you wrap up. That's like putting Cordell on West. And that Conley bitch in the same role. They expect us to have a logical conversation. You know what I'm saying? I'm saying, I can't. I can't. But see, that is. I think it's one of those things that, real talk, I hear Trump supporters and people like that say he's getting the job done. But unfortunately, the fucked up shit he's done has overshadowed all of that for me. It's hard for me to get through the bullshit to see what good you've done. I want, I would love to. But I gotta go through so much of the bullshit and the negative shit to get there. And I just, mm, it's hard. I'm gonna just quote my, you know, one of my favorite TV things. You take the good, you take the bad, you take them both, and there you have the facts of it. And that's the beautiful thing about being an American is that we all have the right to embrace many different things. Unfortunately, every time I post something about being a Republican, I don't, I don't think that's what Miss Garrett meant. <laughs> I don't think that's what Miss Garrett meant. Well, well that's how I, I don't know if Tootie would agree with that. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 Much. <laughs> it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's just very much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, 
anybody can give back, you know. I mean, just this morning, your, your husband will tell you, I fed a homeless man at Dunkin' Donuts. He was sitting outside, and he said, could you help me get some food? I'm like, you hungry, brother? He said, yeah. I said, come on inside. I bought him breakfast and lunch. That's awesome. And he said, thank you, God bless him. I'm on his way. I'm not looking for any kind of accolades or pat on the back. I feel as a Christian, as a good woman, it's just a human being. You know, if I could help my fellow man, why would I? So if there is one thing, one thing you want people to know about you, what your legacy is, what it is that you want to leave behind, and when someone hears your name, that's what's synonymous with it. She was a good person, and she kept it real. She was always real and true to herself, as well as to others. Good person. That's what, and a good mom. I was a good mom. Yeah, that's cool. Mm -hmm. And I could be a funny comic, too. But that's secondary. Am I a good damn person? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Yeah. Because I know some funny people. Shit. <laughs> 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 yeah. Okay, you're funny, but you fucking suck. God, you ain't shit to the court. Those souls think. It's too funny, though. <laughs> <laughs> Not your soul thing. Okay, I'm so stealing that. Just <laughs> I'm What's wrong with your spirit? Your soul thing. Don't worry about it. I'm going to say that to somebody today. I'm going to piss somebody off on purpose so they can say something just so I can do that. I don't worry about my soul space. Yeah, no, it's not your soul thing. You know what I'm saying? Like these men be chasing these big booty hoes and they don't smell that soul. So, um, how would you that for those of you who are watching for the first time, we have a lovely, a lovely studio audience. I love it, our studio audience. Just to you wave, everybody. Hey, everybody, this studio audience. Uh, do you mind taking a couple questions? Don't smile, damn it. You got that good hair. What are you looking like, Lori? Man, that ain't no motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, 
Keep doing some best holiday heart impression. Oh my God, we get the studio in 10. What you like gonna do? It's damn me! Oh, we get the studio dying. Just like me. That is Yeah, had, you know, had no idea. Like, and that's why people always think it's so funny that, um, like I do make a lot of stereotypical and racist comments. Girl, but I, talk now. I challenge anybody, anybody, period, yes. to say that you have a more broad spectrum of friends and people that you know that I do. I hang out with tons of white people, that's why I'm in front of them. One of my best friends was Chinese, and when I got an iPhone, I fucking handed it to her, like, bitch, I don't know how to work this, set it up. Uh, like, whenever we went out to dinner, I give her a check, bitch, you're good at math, just tell me how much I owe. Like, I don't, you know. Um, Hispanic people, if I gotta move, I call my Puerto Rican friends because I'm getting a small truck and I need to know how much you can put up in here. I mean, everybody, and when, and when everybody wants delicious fried chicken, they come to my house. So, it's all, you know, it's all good, man. And then we would, you know, get it to either Kim Kimball, Elgin Charles, or one of our other specialty hair, you know, person that would treat it and make a recap. So, like initially, let's say, like if I want to cut it, right, should I just put it in the ponytail, leave it in the ponytail? Yeah, you know, how they do it when they cut it in the ponytail, okay. and as the hair is already there, yeah. and just have it untreated. It'd be nice if you washed it. Okay. You know, some people send it to us, not wash, we don't treat it, we deal with it. Okay. But when it's not, you know, it's all just... Nice. It, it, it's crazy, so it's easier to have you wash it, blow dry, then go have it cut. That way, when the ponytail comes to us, all we have to do is treat it with the keratin and then make the wig. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, yeah, but you go to wigslove.org or wigslove.biz, or you can always hit up Coco Brown, the number four, life.com, and hit the little icon on my page that says Wigs of Love. There's an address on there, and you can send it down. Thank you. Thank you. That's a wonderful thing. That we have that are sponsoring, and they also get custom made wig. That is Of your original hair, a bio, yeah. 
Because yeah. we can put it on the site. Absolutely. Yeah. And yeah, maybe do like a little fashion walk with them. I would love for you guys to attend yeah. the event. Yeah. Those yeah. who, those who, you know, yeah. don't there, I would yeah. love them to attend the event. They can meet the woman who got their wig. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be really cool. Yeah. Yeah. You could that's do like awesome. a hair donation party and people show up and like mm -hmm. get some stylists to maybe donate some time, wash their mm -hmm. hair, blow dry, clip it off, and you have it right there. Exactly. That, that would be awesome. cool. I have a stylist that would do that actually. She would be really What's that? Do what? Be the Do the haircuts. Oh. You know, and everything like do an event where we get people to come in and donate hair. Because she's done them before. Yeah. If you put it like a catwalk, like a little fashion walk, the ladies that have cancer, we can make them beautiful in a nice little outfit. Well, that's what we do. That's what we do. Yeah. So we do a whole brunch. Right. So you know what we're going to do. If you go to my site, if you go to my nice. website, you'll see the last one we did. Yeah. And it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we did six women, and they all were gifted with these huge portraits of themselves in the outfits. Complete glammed out, yeah, complete photo, right. like Hollywood photo shoot, and those women still talk about that to this oh, day. Yeah. Yeah. So you know what yeah. we're gonna do right now? I would like to say that you know your um, your charity with us coming to be on the show, and then okay, your you to come that Trump shit now. No, just listen to what I'm saying. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> I said charity. What is that? I'm just oh. saying you get on a fucking. Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? Can I finish? What I was going to say is, we would actually donate the space and have people come in, in or here. here, and we would have people come in, they could get their hair washed and clipped because we know a good stylist, and then we will donate the hair to okay. your Yeah, I'll put you in touch with your chair. my publicist, I'll put you in touch with my assistant. And you know, and we make it happen. Tell, tell, tell the white lady she's very organized. Okay. No, I'm very organized. <laughs> that's, that's the organizer. We'll, we'll, we'll trade info off. I got you. Right. Yeah, that's cool. You know, very few people do anything that's inspiring or, you know. do they just don't announce it to, to the world. Yeah. You do your research, a lot of people. I mean, you know, I said, you heard you say you can't stand Drake. You'd be surprised how much. Oh, no, I know he gives a lot of stuff away. It's not him personally. I just don't like his music. Yeah. Is that y'all raising his hand? He distracted. Oh, okay, I was gonna say, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I don't know if I'm ready for that. <laughs> <laughs> right, I think oh, you didn't want to answer anything. No, what's up, though? That I never did ask. Um, as a mom, mm -hmm. um, I I know you covered. You know that it's really it's, your kid is your son is really good about understanding. You know that mommy has to work, and and I think we all face that when we have to travel or when mm -hmm. we do um, any any sort of time away from home. Yeah. But how do you personally, you know, get yourself out of that that I miss my family so much mindset? Because that has to be one of the hardest things that as a mother you go. I'm weird. If you go through my phone right now, I probably got a hundred thousand pictures and videos. But what I do is I take a lot of videos of him and I talking, him and playing, and when I'm in my feelings in a hotel yeah. room somewhere. I watch my videos of my baby. You know, I call him. I don't care. I was all the way in Seychelles. And I didn't give a damn it was 25 hours a minute. I, I, I needed to hear his voice. I FaceTimed him. I need to see I need to see my baby. I just need to hear mommy I love you one time good. So I have my own I have a shrine in my room. I carry little pictures of my son I put in my room, my hotel room. Um he's always with me. You know, that's my thing. Because it gets it gets it's lonely. You know, because I'm I'm single, single. Like, single, single, single. <laughs> <laughs> single as fuck. Like, you know. <laughs> I, I, I got it. I got it. And so it, it's lonely. I, 
I actually posted this on Facebook yesterday. Career that I've been given, I'm able to flourish in spite of all the setbacks. I'm still growing and flourishing. This business is lonely as hell. And then being a mother, where you're just not going to bring any kind of tongue and carry around your child, is even more difficult because now I'm just not choosing him for my needs. I have to think about his. You know, I could have been had a been had a man if I wanted just something fine with a big, you know what, that that made me feel good, but was a horrible human being. Wasn't going to raise my son. I tell people all the time, I'm raising a prince. I need a king. And a lot of these men ain't kings. Sorry. <laughs> yes, sir. Yes, sir. Masters. Yeah. So you taught? I taught briefly. They put me in a special ed class, and I knew this was not going to be for me. Because <laughs> I've been there making jokes with the baby. And I've been there making jokes with the baby. But you were talking about me for some sort of drama or theater or acting or yeah. something at a college. Mm -hmm. That's, that'll be my retirement. I know I had the same experience. I um, was doing field placement um, in special ed. Uh, and I'm like, this is When you realize you have a sick sense of humor and they put you in a special ed class, <laughs> I was like, I, 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 the day I left for Meta Center because I was doing my student teaching, I went straight to a church. I was like, Lord, please forgive me. <laughs> Oh my god, dude! 
I'm like, yeah, I would be taking him anywhere else. You know, God bless his little heart, but you can't go with me because you, no, you're a hater. I can take her anywhere. She don't see shit. Nothing. I just, I was just, there's just so many inappropriate things in the second day. And I'm, I'm open to whatever, but damn, there's been so many inappropriate things. Said. I'm like, oh my God. Amen. Just saying. I gave you no. this paper. No, 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 no. Yeah, I got it. I got it. I just, I just, you know, like I said, like I said, I just knew my limitations. I said, I will sit here and go straight to hell. A portal will open up in this classroom right there and suck me into the grips of hell. Because I'm here cracking up for some of these kids. One of them, he was like 22 when he was a freshman. I'm like, boom. Don't join the military. It's okay. It's okay. Come on, it's time to leave. I love the kids, but I, like, I have to go because it, it's in me to crack jokes. And it's just not appropriate. You want a special I mean, if you, if you say it in front of them, I mean. I mean, like I said, they, I, no, never, I never laughed at them. I never talked bad of them. I think I would literally say stuff and they would just find it. It was the way I would say it. Right. Like, you're so easy, girl. Look at you. Come on, man. Put your hair with
Like, I really, really appreciate you.